You're listening to the Collabcast, a podcast about pop culture and the creative life from an Asian American perspective. What I do, what I do. Hello there, dear listeners. Welcome to the Collabcast, episode 57. That was the smooth sounds of Andrew Figueroa and the blazing rays of the sun. Sorry. That's smooth. That was smooth. I'm your host, Marvin Yue, here with my co-host, as always, the lovely Christine Minji Chang. Thank you, Marvin, and your, and your ultra late night radio voice. This is sexy Marv. How's it going? <laughs> We're joined this week. <laughs> I can't. We're joined this week. Okay, thank you. By our friend Phil Yu, hey. of Angry Asian Man. What's up? You What's up? <laughs> it's good to be back. Coming back, You're just grooving. Yeah, yeah, that was inspired me. Yeah. Inspired the smooth, smooth. Now I'm all sound. smoothed out. That intro yeah. is like that music. Andrew, like, got that swerve yeah. in your neck. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm all relaxed. Dude, I can't wait to see them again. And also I- joining us this week. Is our friend, comedian, actress, Atsuko Akatsuka. Writer, director, <laughs> all the things. Hi, guys. Yay, Atsuko! Thanks for having me. Yeah. Finally, sitting at our table. Yeah. This is a great table. Well, I just saw you two last week at the uh, our friend Jenny's uh, storytelling uh, night that yeah. Phil hosted. Family, and yeah, Atsuko How'd that go? I told a story. I yeah. it. it was a blast. We, uh, you know, I just, we wanted to, I, I uh, February is, um, February happens to be the an- the anniversary of my blog, actually. So I kind of yeah. Uh, so I wanted to kind of I don't know. I thought I'd put together the, Jenny put together the storytelling night. So I curated, asked friends, and got people together and put together this kind of like a a motley crew lineup of people to tell <laughs> stories. The theme was uh, almost famous stories oh. about uh, fame and wannabe fame and infamy and and proximity yeah and, proximity yeah, yeah. Mm. brushes with fame and or just public shame so um it was <laughs> all it, the beautiful uh, things yeah it was come with it, it. yeah it was just a really it was a fun night i thought it went really well yeah yeah well happy super tuesday everybody oh yeah. and happy anniversary happy. phil oh we we shouted out to you in our past podcast but like you weren't here you should have been here we should have planned better i apologize it's okay <laughs> but you're here now yeah i'm here 15 years wow that's like half my your, life. Your blog would be getting its permit now. Yeah, it's learning how to drive now. Actually, that's frightening. Um, <laughs> Fifteen years on the internet is like ancient. So yeah, um, it really is. So yeah. I I can't believe I'm been doing it for this long. I've, it's, I've been doing it longer than I've done anything my entire life. Any one thing my entire life. So when did it reach that point? When what's the second longest thing you've done in your life? I, nothing. nothing I, don't, yeah, I, don't know. I don't know what. Like, no, no relationship. Is, <laughs> no, 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 no. That's that's not true. But like, um, you know, any anything like I would dedicate like this kind of time and effort to right. in terms of professionally and or just creatively. I, that's nothing, a really so. big milestone. It's, it's, I'm it's, really excited. It's gone by so gradually though like i just and then you just look back and the years have added up and you're like what the heck 15 years if you do the catalog of like all your angry readers too like how many people you featured 
It's a lot. I mean, just once a week for less. I didn't start for that until a little later, so... But that's at, there's at least seven or eight years worth there. So. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I can't math right now. <laughs> you, guys yeah, well, have, you guys have all been angry readers, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's how I choose them, just pick my friends. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Well, I mean, like we said last time, your your blog has been a must-read for as long as it existed. and <laughs> It was a big influence, I swear. Like. Yeah. yeah, I was getting my permit when I started reading it. What? <laughs> That's crazy. I was no. a freshman in college when I first started reading it. That's the thing. It's been around long enough. Like, um, I, I, I was at uh, Michigan State this past weekend for a conference and get a keynote. And, like, you know, meet a lot, of col- I, a lot of what I do is talking to college students. And so many of them were like, oh, man, I've been reading your blog since I was in junior high. Oh, my gosh. You know, it's a long time for them. And I'm like, it's, an e- it's a way long time for me, you know? Um, and then it's gone through several cycles of people who are like, oh, I've been... And I just realized, like, to me, it's like, I still feel like I just started it. I'm still, like, doing this thing and, you know, just trying to make it happen. And I realize now it's, to a lot of people, it's, like, establishment, you know? Yeah. It's just been around it's for a long time. It's part of their, yeah. like, where they... I don't know. Yeah, it's weird. Well, we were just talking about how... You know, you're being called in to do all these Oscars reactions because probably because of the, of the blog, right? Of the status within like you're you're the the clout. Yeah. Yeah. You're, but you've you're established the, that through being consistent and being that voice, mm-hmm. which is why people are going to turn like, what does Phil say about it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was I was glad I was kind of like I, like I was glad I was watching the Oscars at the time and not like out doing like just doing something else. And, and <laughs> or so, I, so, so I could go right in like. Write about it like right away, you right. Know, react to in it real time. because I would have been, I would have received like a thousand emails and just be like, "Hey, what do you think about this?" I'm just like, "Just give me a second. Go yeah. to my Twitter. I already said yeah, it. No. Yeah. <laughs> well, Oscars is a topic of our feature segment later on this show, so uh, we'll wait till then okay. to find out more about Phil's thoughts. But you are also right now going through your second donation drive for the blog. The, this is the first official donation drive, okay. actually. Yeah, the first, the first, first time, one? the first time I did it, I just. Friends and family around, it, right? it wasn't really it really wasn't just a, a, a official drive I just said like hey this is the new situation mm. and I, I accept donations you can do it or not like whatever I, I, you know I, and that was that's pretty much it like I was like <laughs> the, you can read it and things will, there was no, there's no paywall you can continue to read as you like or if you want to support me go ahead that's that's how it was that was an announcement like two years ago mm. year and a half ago and then this is this time this one is officially I'm calling it like the 2015 angry Asian subscriber drive. Nice. Um, and uh, it's just, and then I have like an official like T-shirt that's like, the, your gift for donating. You know, you, I'm not selling it anywhere. It's just like represent it's a, it's a limited edition thing. And then, nice. Yeah. I don't know. It's just kind of like, and I don't really want people to donate because they want this shirt. I, I actually, <laughs> if if you really believe in the you know the the blog and it's valuable to you, right? I would just like to hook you up with that and just say thanks. But, a thank you. Yeah. Ah, that's a great perk. Yeah. Yeah. It's, so, awesome. yeah, it's definitely not the reason. I I know that there's people out there including myself, who will be supportive and appreciative of what it has meant. Because it's not just, like, news. It's, like, shaping identity. Not to be dramatic, but that's honestly how I looked at it. Because when I was 18 and completely still figuring a lot of things out, which I didn't know at the time. I thought I knew everything. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it really, it really like, it's like, oh, someone really gets it. Someone is saying <laughs> yeah. all the things that I want to say. In the tone that I want to say it and being unapologetic about it and all that stuff. Yeah. Like I was trying to remember where I was getting my Asian American news because I was getting it somewhere back in like beginning of college, like early 2000s. And I can't remember where, but I do remember once I discovered Angry Asian Man, it was like 
bookmark daily read like right. just checking that out time so support the blog yeah. you guys support Phil yeah, support it or don't you know, whatever you know. <laughs> if you're moved to if you're interested check out his site it's angryasianman.com so. check, check, yeah. check it out yeah <laughs> But each and every week, we start the podcast out by having a roundtable discussion talking about the latest in pop culture and Asian American culture issues <laughs> um, that's, that's on our minds. So this week, let's start with Phil. What's on your mind, Phil? Um, so it being Super Tuesday, I think it's appropriate to bring up uh, the phenomenon, uh, the horror <laughs> known as Donald Trump. Um, it's in, I, you know, I don't, I don't want to be that guy who... Like I know everyone is talking about this, but I have to like, I have to bring this up because it's it, you know, it, in many ways, the last year or so, last year and a half, whatever, it's it's been a joke for a lot of people, and yeah. then it's a joke that is like now going a little, it's going too far, yeah. And, um, and I think a lot of people have seen it that way, but I was like, this, you know, this movement that Trump sort of represents, I think, it's picking up steam in a lot of ways, and it's not so much that people would vote for, uh, it's not so much that. Trump is this guy who bloviates and is is a larger than life like jerk personality, whatever, who says whatever the hell he wants. For me now, it's come to the point where like, it, no matter what he says, or no matter who, so no matter who, like calling Mexicans rapists or, um, you know, like offending women in every possible way, and, yeah. or just being an awful awful person and not really caring who he steps on. Um, there's that, but then no matter what he says now, he seems it seems to be like not deterring any of his supporters. It seems to grow. Yeah. Um, and that's the part that really scares me, actually, that he represents the views of 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 people who are like, yeah, he speaks for me because he <laughs> says whatever he wants. And I, like I, I feel like there's a lot of people who are like been suppressed in their like not of exactly. not being able to say that they're all thinking things. that and they're feeling yeah, that not, and not they're being, just not being yeah. able to say it being now he said not it. being able to say racist th- sexist things and then but like that guy does it yeah so he speaks and he for has me. a lot of money and he has a lot of money it's an aspiration which is also thing. questionable according TV. to john john yeah. oliver yeah. Who, who broke it down <laughs> so multiple times the fact that I, what's most disconcerting to me is that i live in a country where there's like a lot of people who who really would want to see this guy president, you know. Yeah. And then I'm talking about we're coming off this this weekend where he was pressed several times because um, David Duke, a known mm-hmm. KKK, KKK leader, you know, like yeah. he he stepped out and said, like, I support Donald Trump. I think he should be president. And then when pressed about that, Donald Trump was like, you know, will you sort of, uh, will you disavow the support? He was like, I don't know anything about that. You have to, like, I don't know I, him. I, I, I don't know. know I, I don't know anything about, about white guy. supremacy. Yeah, I need to, like. What? You can say that all Mexicans are rapists, but you can't. You need more research to find out if the KKK is wrong. I don't. I'm not well educated on the topic, so I can't yeah. comment on that. Well, I mean, what? that's been the big narrative this whole Super Tuesday is just yeah. this thing because it's. Look, when you're in politics, what you say is based on your constituency, right? What you think will keep you in office, like that's just the reality of American the American political system mm-hmm. and having career politicians, but. I don't think there's any politician right now currently in office who will stand by being supported or supporting the, the KKK. Yeah. Right. I mean, the GOP is coming out hard saying, like... Uh, the, uh, the, well, the for rest them, it's probably like, this is our chance to get, <laughs> like... But the scary but thing it's is, not. it's not that's, working. That's not it's happening. Yeah. That's what's the phenomenon yeah. right now that's, like, yeah. blowing everybody's when, mind. When asked about the KKK, any politician running for president, your immediate reaction should be, hell no, right? <laughs> Anything less and afterwards is too late. It's just too late, you know? Yeah. The reaction time has already been quite long, and <laughs> yeah. there still has been no strong statement from one Mr. Donald Trump. 
<laughs> so he doesn't know about it. He doesn't know anything about it. So with Donald Trump, so you know, there's been a lot of really great parodies this past week in general, like just John Oliver piece about his like the 20 minute piece, like yeah, the, his epic. whole entire show. It's so epic. I'm taking I him down. It. There is that Jimmy Kimmel skit about how this is just the plot up to producers, yeah. right? And here's my thing: is is the fact that Donald Trump is gaining all this momentum the result of just meet that the way that people consume media now right like reality tv like donald's been in the in the conversation like mainstream conversation for like as long as you've had your blog well because right? he's, he's he's a media like media loves him because he says all these ridiculous things that make for great and he actually yeah. said that they don't yeah. even have to like sensationalize anything mm-hmm. they literally can take a quote an accurate quote and just put it on a headline yeah. and people be like, what the hell? He's super quotable, yeah. super yeah. broadcastable because mm-hmm. he's such a, a, this large, like, so, you know. He's memeable. Yeah, he's memeable. <laughs> news, totally. And, and then, there's, you know, news outlets will, they'll just, if he's like, oh, Donald Trump's going to say something. Okay, let's let's have him on. Yeah, that's it, you know. Yeah. And the thing is, like, his, his memeableness <laughs> is something that anybody with any, like, even remote interest in the well-being of our political system will immediately see as, like, this is kind of like buffoonery, right? This is like a perversion of our system. And Unless I think it's Chris so, <laughs> so yeah, all the supporters, I mean, there's obviously political, like you want to hit your wagon with the person who's going to be in power because that person probably doesn't have any political savvy. So they need someone to tell them like what they should and shouldn't do. And like, that's my theory on this, on all the actual politicians hitching their wagon on them, aside from, you know, the obvious attention seeking people. Mm-hmm. Um, but the whole thing that I've, I've, this is like the natural culmination of just, you know, this whole 24 hours news cycle thing, right? Fox, NBC, CNN, like they all run on sound bites. They all run, run on meme bonus and re- repeating like the same talking points for like until, until it's not relevant anymore. They find the next one mm-hmm. and people have gotten used to consuming that kind of information. So that's when like when people, when people interview Trump supporters, they're just repeating stuff that Trump says or Trump claims without any like any fact, any digging oh, into yeah, it. Right, like they're right. not informed. Yeah. I mean, Trump is literally just going off his brand, which he the only basis for that brand is his own words. Right? I, love, I love the soundbites <laughs> where he's like, "People love me. People love People me. People love me. I know. I know so many things. I know words. I know what he said. I know so many things. And then with so was like, the longest word that you use <laughs> is the word words. <laughs> and then like. <laughs> so, if you look at like this past weekend's I've been all about him, like the all three candidates, Cruz, Rubio, and Trump, going at each other, mm-hmm. and just literally the actual pol- the, the the actual politicians coming down to Trump's level, right? And that's yeah. really really sad. But you look at Trump and what he says about Rubio, what he says about Cruz, like, throwing water, talking about sweating. That is like your like your racist old uncle, like yeah. your crazy racist uncle. That is like your crazy, ra- crazy racist uncle running for mayor and like getting it. This is right? like WWE <laughs> level, times like, a thousand, like, yeah. like ridiculous. <laughs> the leader of the now. first. Yeah. Oh my god! It's a clown car now, mm-hmm. um, and it's yeah. I, I just I don't understand. It just it to me. There's always been a moment where I'm like, okay, well, this is it. I mean, this this thing he just did it, that <laughs> he's gonna lose everybody, but it actually <laughs> it boldens him and gets him more. I was like, oh my god, we live in a, this is the worst country in the world. Yeah, I mean, That's can you right, imagine what his cabin would be? Just like yes men and attention, like people. I don't know. 
Well, not even like Obama spoke out about it because he was saying like, you know, I believe in the common sense of the American people. When it comes down to it, they yeah. will not vote or, you know, yeah. whatever. Like, because I don't know if you guys have seen like idiocracy. No, but, that's, like, <laughs> that has been that image has been invoked in my brain several times in the last couple of weeks. The, the, the you know, what's what's a, a Terry Crews's name in that Camacho or something uh, like President that. Camacho. President Camacho. Yeah. That, that movie is pathetic to the point of just really frightening proportions, you know? No, I need to watch that. Oh, my gosh. All right. There's well, certain things I don't watch, Phil. You've, you've heard the podcast. Like, there's certain things I can't watch cause just like to protect my own brain. Sure. I mean, that was a movie that was hilarious <laughs> when it started with a little, like, yeah. pit, like it's the premise is kind of like, oh, I can see that. But now it's become... Like not even funny anymore. Yeah, it's not <laughs> funny. Stop visualizing <laughs> things, guys. Stop manifesting it into yeah. reality. Stop it. All right. Um, well, let's move on to. Um, let's go to my topic actually because it's a kind of a natural segue um, mm-hmm. to yours. Um, so uh, I was I've been following this string of articles by um, NPR's Code Switch blog, which is run by uh, Caitlin Chow, really great writer. And um, catch out. Yeah. Um, Shout out. And they've been going through this series called The Obama Effect, which is now at the end of Obama's presidency, taking a look at how him becoming president has affected how we look at identity, racial identity, mm-hmm. and things like that. So I think one of the – so they have an article right now with – they uh, encourage their readers to, and their followers to tweet using the hashtag, um, hashtag NPR Obama Effect to like weigh in on their thoughts and how – how they view their own ethnicity, how they feel their own race um, and identity has changed since Obama's become president because the first black president, right? Like, mm-hmm. And some of the narratives that have been coming out is just like the fact that the fact that Trump can run on this just platform of xenophobia and like white supremacy really mm-hmm. is the fact that like Obama becoming president um, probably showed the white majority that they can't be in charge all the time anymore mm-hmm. and it fright it scared them and now they're doubling down on like trying to like get back their america right B- make america great make again america and, great like, again it's the get whole back thi- our america yeah. right it's the underlying and, message. <laughs> and the thing is like there was so much hope that like having a first black president having a first non-white president will kind of unite like make diversity like a thing to you know make america make america great right <laughs> and then what's ended up happening is that it's racial identity has ended up becoming more divisive over, over the last four years, right? Because the people in charge of the message aren't 100... They're still in charge, let's be real. Mm-hmm. They're still very much in charge, like Oscar so White and mm-hmm. all this other stuff. But they're not 100% in charge anymore. And, and I just want to get your guys' you know, thoughts about that. And, you know... Well, there's, a, there's a comedian, I can't remember his name right now, but he tweeted once, he's like, all these white people are so scared that they're not going to be the majority anymore, that they're going to be the minority soon. You know, they're so scared. Why, why are they so scared of being the minority? Do minorities get treated bad or something? <laughs> 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 which is which right. is so true, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, what are they scared of? Oh, do they get treated like shit or something? Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so, you know. Yeah. Drop mic, goodbye. I mean, yeah. I mean, uh, uh, speaking of comedians, like Louis C.K. has this bit about like about time travel. It's like, I love. Or he's, <laughs> oh, he's yeah. like, mm-hmm. it's just you know, like you can being white is awesome. You can go back in history in any time in the in, in the in the history of the world, and it's still awesome for you. you know? <laughs> yeah. It's like I was like, but that's in the past. In the future, not so much. <laughs> yeah, he's like, go back to the sixties. Here's your seat, sir. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, it's speaking on Trump and speaking on yeah. this whole effect, like. 
you know, this whole thing about like we all celebrate having like diversity being the strength of America. And it, it's been proven in studies that, you know, companies with more diverse leadership, people with more perspectives do better than those with without. Right. Mm-hmm. But then when it comes to actual like power and the relinquishing of power or the, the you know, the um, decline of power. Right. Yeah. Like, I don't know. For me, it's it's not surprising that Trump is getting this much play based on his rhetoric and based on his platform because he is literally preying on the fears of the declining majority of America. Yeah, I mean, right? <laughs> underlying his entire that slogan, "Make America Great," make a great America Great Again. <laughs> underlying that is it's like that's the assumption that America was once great. Yeah. Well, it was great for a lot of like for certain for people, certain people, yeah, for quite a long time, yeah, yeah. for a long time. And so that's that's sort of I mean the the um you know the statistic I always cite is is um. You know, is the uptick of hate groups after Obama was elected? You know what mm-hmm. I mean. Just mm-hmm. like there was this surge, the Southern po- Poverty Law Center they keep track of hate groups in the United States, mm-hmm. and they said there was just a huge bump when Obama was elected because, you know, in reaction to this. Well, yeah. You know. Well, go ahead. Yeah. Oh well, I was uh, that actually just made me think of there was a recent episode of Blackish where uh, what the what's the actor's name? The Anthony Anderson. Anthony yeah. Anderson, where he gets—I mean, it's a very deep moment in that yeah. show where it's usually very lighthearted, and um, but he gets really deep about that moment where Obama, when he got elected, and uh-huh. he walked out on the street with Michelle Obama, like uh-huh. how frightening that was for him and for all. I remember I was at an islands in San Diego I was, with my with yeah. my roommates. Like, that was a real moment, is he, man. Like, does he have enough protection? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like, even then, like yeah. all of us felt it. And then when he called that out, that, when was that episode? It was like last week or it something. Was recent, it was like, yeah. And I was like, whoa! I compl- you know, it just brought all of that back again. Totally, I don't know. That just you, what you just said totally reminded me of that. Yeah, and it's real. And like, how many people like threaten this? And I still feel that. Like, I don't actually verbalize it, but. Every time he is like, I get scared. There's part of me that I'm like, are we going to go back to that time when we used to all have to be scared of who was in the room with the president? Yeah, you know, I'm still scared. I am still. <laughs> scared. That's what I'm saying. I'm still really scared. Phil Phil's in that room. I've been in a room with president. <laughs> I know. Like, I trust myself. I know. Like, scared, angry, <laughs> scared like, an like, Asian man. <laughs> I mean, no. Uh, I assure you, the White House security is. It's like it, it's pretty top notch. So you yeah. Know. Mm, yes. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, if you really think about it, you know, past presidents have been questioned about their ability to lead based on like, you know, what they say or, you know, what their what their platform or the policies are, policies are. But, you know, Obama was kind of the first president who got questioned about his ability to lead just because, because yeah. of who he was, right? Like, yeah. because of what he was, because of, you know, where he came from, you know. That's why we need more because... When you have one example, you know, people base it on just like the color of your skin. Birth certificate, where were you born? It's like, motherfucker, if I wasn't <laughs> born here, you think I would get this far? And then last minute be like, hey guys, sorry, I wasn't really born here. I'm not, you know, allowed to actually be running. You know, I mean, like, yeah, like all the other presidents, you know, were just based on, like, judged based on, like, actions and the way they handled things because. We've seen just white males, you know, and, and so for the most part, a lot of we them were unexceptional. You know, a, a lot of <laughs> unexceptional men have been, you know, yeah. elected president in this country. And like Obama is like, you just you like take all things aside about like his policies and the way, but like you know, he's extremely smart, charismatic, 
yeah. like handsome. His, Articulate. His, his family's beautiful, right? Yeah. He's like he's like kind. the super. He's the, he had the most, to be the best. He had to be the best in order to be elected to president. Be, you know? yeah. yeah, to be mediocre. To be, to, yeah, to be to yeah. the other. Whereas everyone else was super ones. mediocre. You know. Yeah. Sorry, I'm gonna like, keep. Eh, maybe. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna keep quoting jokes for some reason. Jokes. Keep no, please out. do. Yeah. But like Chris Rock, right? He has this joke where he's like. You know who lives in my neighborhood? He's like, I had to be the best, the best of the best of the comedians. I am, I had to be the best black comedian of my time. You know, I had to be so good. You know, you know what my neighbor does for a living? I'm living on my block, and we live in a nice neighborhood. But I had to work so hard. I started at McDonald's. Had to be the best. You know what my neighbor does? My white neighbor. He's a dentist. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it's like. It's so true. Like, Obama had to be the best of the best and not mess up. He quit smoking. He did little things, you know, yeah. quit smoking cigarettes. It's like, yeah, give him a cigarette. He is, he's got a lot going on for him, you know? That's probably good. He probably would have, like, literally croaked in office. I mean, look at, his, look, at, look at his... Look at his... Uh, 20, uh, 2008 to now. Yeah, yeah look at the look at it, look at the way he looks, man. He's aged, dude. The, the office yeah. ages you. He's been yeah. through a lot. Yeah. I'm gonna miss him though. I'm I'm oh, getting I'm really so sad. It's getting yeah, real. Like you're like, oh yeah. my god, this is really happening. Yeah. yeah. End of an era. He's certainly, the, really he's certainly the coolest president. Like you know, say nothing of uh, his policies or anything that he's implemented. Like you know, yeah. but he's definitely the coolest the coolest guy who's ever been in the Oval Office. Yeah. Yes, oh, for, for sure. sure. He brought yeah. fist bumps to the White House. It's all. It's, <laughs> Michelle, <yeah>. hello, <laughs> hello. All right, Atsuko, what's on your mind? The KKK. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, I guess it's... This is the Anaheim it's, thing, right? It's kind it's of... the yeah. Anaheim yeah. thing. Yeah. yeah. I guess, you know, we're all like segueing into each other pretty well, yeah. I feel like. I feel like we're doing really good. <laughs> we are doing <laughs> really good. We're vibing here. Yeah. It's almost yeah. as if we planned this. <laughs> Trump to Obama to more Trump. <laughs> <laughs> the KKK. I mean, Trump. I mean, you know. <laughs> it's just so funny. I, I, I mean, for the longest time, you know, uh, the KKK to me, I mean, not the longest time, but... I mean, I always felt like they were a dying breed, right? And they sort of are. They are. Because it's so mythological. Like, ever yeah. since I heard <laughs> about them when I came to the States, you know? It's like, I mean, you go to a... If you, if, if you go to, like, a... If you go to Mars and you tell the people there, like, okay, so there's a people in America that gather around late at night and they were all, wear all white and they wear these hoods and then they burn a cross, and, you know, like, they would sound like a legendary, like a mythological, they call themselves wizards, you know? <laughs> it's already, like, very Dungeons and Dragons-y. And, like, they don't really walk around, you know, in society anymore with swastikas, you know, because they will get shouted at. <laughs> and so I'm, I was just very, like... Reading about Anaheim a couple days ago, I was just like, oh, shit. They're still around, A, and B, like... They're having rallies. They're having rallies. <laughs> <laughs> and C, they got mm-hmm. shut down. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, that's the best part. Yeah, that's the best part. But I love that now they're like the whiny jocks, you know? <laughs> that they're like, they're like, well, we have a right to say things too. Like, see what happened? What, what did they say? They said something about like, see what happened? We just wanted to express our opinions. And then like, what happens? People kicked us down, you know? And it's like... <laughs> That's like because that, you um, gathered to plot how to <laughs> like destroy other people. Crazy! Oh, wow. yeah. <laughs> it's like that. Um, that men's right group that 
like cancel their cancel their <laughs> rally too because yeah. they're pro rape rally. Because, they're trying to plan <laughs> how to rape people could, better because they're fear for their own safety. <laughs> they want to be more yeah. effective rapists. Yeah, it's like how dare you? Yeah, I, mean, I, 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 I will say this when I saw. So I, I agree. Like, there's this sort of clownish element to the KKK when you mention them, you're like, oh god, those you know those clowns, those yeah. racist clowns. And then, but when I saw the headline. KKK members or like stage a rally, get their asses kicked or something like that. Mm. I was just like, that will never not make me laugh. That's <laughs> just, just, just like, no, I know that's amazing. You know, yeah, they look so silly in their little uniforms. It just looks like some weird jock like cosplay. I don't know, but like, <laughs> is this Comic Con? Is that an offshoot? <laughs> yeah, no, but it is really scary. So actually, the the uh, two image with three images come up to, in my brain when I hear KKK. First uh-huh. one is Forrest Gump when he talks about how he got named, and it has that like really grainy old footage from like the early 1900s where his great grandfather whatever that's mm-hmm. how Forrest Gump gets his name that's one image second image is uh bad boys when Will Smith and Martin Lawrence are rolling up to a secret KKK meeting I remember that <laughs> image actually made it like oh wow they are you know we uh-huh. should not forget that these people still exist that was in the 90s right uh-huh. and the most recent one was when we got our award mm. at the uh, at city hall in, uh-huh. in, in for LA uh, last year yeah you're there yeah, yeah, there, yeah. There, Asian, a, for the Asian uh, Pacific Heritage, Heritage Month. Month. We got thing, the Dream yeah. Award, which was dope, and it was this beautiful celebration. I was like so proud. My heart was swelling, and then I turned around, and my blood ran cold uh-huh. because there's this scary ass person walking around in a red KKK uh-huh. robe. Robe, yeah. uh-huh. and I don't know what the hell to do. I don't know how, but you know what I'm saying. So that in, was like just in downtown, in the in, in city, city hall, hall. Yeah. in city hall. So, oh, okay. so you know the story behind that, right? I was remember he's just he's, he's like a troll. He, he comes every day or so, something. No, so so the, this guy, this particular guy, he in the past has come to. So here's the here's the okay. So he, he comes to city hall dressed in this KKK robe, uh-huh. and then one time he got kicked out, like forcibly kicked out, and then um, and then he sued the city for you know trampling on his rights to be there because he he, he wasn't really doing anything but walking around. Or he's in, wearing this robe and being there, but. And then he won. They said he set, the city settled the suit with him, so he got money off of doing that. And then oh so so God. so he keeps coming back wearing the robe, basically trolling the city. Right. So you know because they Scaring can't lay the a hand on him, they can't they can't kick him out because it's his freedom of speech, right? Yeah. But the, here's the kicker: the guy <laughs> under the robe, he's black. Yeah, he took so off that's his crazy. thing. Yeah. He's yeah. a black guy. Yeah. So, so it's a performance. It's it's, it's a. I don't know. <laughs> he's, yeah. a troll. It's, yeah. he's a troll. He's a troll. He's trolling. I don't know what he's trying to like. He's like a rich performance art piece. Maybe to form a busking. But even still, like just I understand what you mean though. Seeing the side of him. I was yeah. like, what the? F-? I was like, what? What was is going scared. on? Because that's a yeah. jarring image. You yeah, know? it's still, it's as much as we talk about like how how much they're like clowns to us. They're like mm-hmm. weird thing. Like that sure. image is meant to instill fear. It's terrorism. You yeah, know what I mean? it's, it is. That's why I was like, yeah. why is he here? Is he here to hurt us? Like <laughs> my my mind ran in a million and different directions. I think that same thing about Trump because from far away he's very like he's a clown and it's entertaining. And I think unfortunately, like if you know something happens and somehow he wins <laughs> you know it's like then then the reality sets in it's this weird surreal thing he's surreal he's yeah surreal like yeah. these kkk members it's surreal yeah. you know there was some comedian who said that they're like would you hand donald trump the nuclear like codes to nuclear warhead would you like would you give because that's what you're gonna be doing like yeah because like, we're not talking this. about reality here like people yeah. are 
set on he's he's this caricature yeah. just like yeah. these robes <laughs> once you see it live then it's like okay it is scary very uh well, it's a frightening place who, Anaheim? <laughs> yeah, that's close, too. Okay, I'm sorry. I mean, of all the places where it was going to happen, it was going to be Orange Di- County. Yeah, yeah. yeah. next to Disneyland. Yeah. Well, I mean, the the, the protest continued, like, Mickey Mouse today, and the KKK. I think, or yesterday, because, um, the, so the, the ralliers were all let go, but then the people who attacked them are all still in jail mm-hmm. because they can't oh. post bail. And they, the police rooted as self-defense for the, the ralliers. So now there's big old, the, the, it, the drama continues. You guys want to read about it uh, yeah. online. <laughs> Oh, Minji, please save us from this spiral. Into okay, well, oblivion. actually, mine is... Okay, so there's two things. One, I just want to do a quick uh, take back. Not take back. No, no, no. I'm going to take responsibility. I wanted to note on what I went off. I was listening to our podcast. Last week, I kind of... The Yelp girl who got... Who complained about her job situation, about the dollars that she made per hour, and then the 29-year-old who, like, laid it down for her. There was a 36-year-old who then came along, and, like... And I, actually, in reading the 36-year-old, it was like reading a big sister's blog, and I was like, damn, I'm stupid. Like, everything <laughs> that I had been, like, agreeing with the 29-year-old, like, yeah. you're totally right. You should work hard and blah, blah. But the 36-year-old came along and just like really clearly and blatantly proved the entitlement of the 29-year-old and just showing like, you know, you have no knowledge of what this 22-year-old girl is going through. And besides the fact that you decided to be antagonistic to her rather than support her or be compassionate or be empathetic in any way, you like just, you know, drowned her in your entitled privileged ass where like you're implying all these things. You don't know anything about this girl. So anyway, just really quick, I'm not going to so go did too anybody deep. write a response to the That's what I'm saying. We're, like, we're waiting <laughs> yeah, just, for like the 45-year-old to come Just wait for on. the boomer to come <laughs> and call everyone. Right. Yeah. But no, see, then the, so I'll get to the second thing, which I think is the best, and I want to end it on a really happy note. But like, I, I wanted to acknowledge that it really, uh, reading the 36-year-old's uh, response was very, very eye-opening, very humbling, and it made me realize that the way I was looking at the 22-year-old, the original complainer, was really clouded in my own experience and that I was like judging her based on like, well, I did this and I had a high school job. Like, so what? Like, doesn't mean that she and I grew up the same way, had the same opportunities, have the same family structure, whatever. And that's exactly what the 36 year old was saying. She's like, you have no knowledge of what she has or has not had access to, et cetera. Or, you know, it, it just, it just really opened my eyes to like how quick I was to judge and be like, yeah, she's a freaking spoiled little brat who's just like complaining you know that's essentially what i was thinking in reading this so acknowledging that i should have read a little bit more clearly i think i feel like i should just read what was actually there versus like i felt like i added more to what was there (laughs) with what i had been through in my own upbringing obviously the 29 year old will will be closer in your kind of point point of view anyways because of the proximity to our actual age yeah right yeah and i thought about that which is totally you know true and fair so i'm not trying to like beat myself up my friend was like you're right but like give yourself a break but at the same time i just want to acknowledge like that was very very i was like wow and like a blink of an eye i'm like that was wrong that was not okay so i wanted to acknowledge that because i went on for quite a while last week just Mm -hmm. going off about it so uh, I have learned. I have evolved in, in that week. Secondly, though, it brought me to like everybody then converged on like, okay, well, there's going to be a 45 year old and there's going to be a 50 year old and then like, someone's uh-huh. got to like school them. I was like, no. And then my friend, 
um, Michael, he, he shared the link of the 106 year old woman who met oh, Obama. Yeah. This is the Beautiful. best video I've ever seen in so long. Yeah. And she, he's just like, nope, she wins. All y'all gonna <laughs> shut up. <laughs> and I was like, you're totally right. And you know, she was, and that's what I want to end up. That's the, that's the happy thing where just seeing her in light of all of this stuff that mm. we just talked about that's so real and that's a real threat and it's really scary right. and upsetting. Um, just to see her, I don't know, that was like, the viral highlight of my entire totally. probably month or year so far because she was just so happy to meet yeah. Obama and to see what that meant to her yeah. that she's like saying I never thought I would ever see a black man as president I'm standing in the Oval Office with like the first and she was just getting yeah. emotional and dancing yeah. and especially like 102 that means she 106 106 that means she lived through actually being able to vote mm-hmm. I know seeing like like civil the civil rights movement all like all this turmoil to get like to to get Obama to where he could become president. I mean, she was already right. a senior citizen when the civil rights movement happened. <laughs> I, know. Yeah, like, I know that is crazy. Yeah. That is insane. Yeah, it just yeah. That, it brought tears to my eyes, and it was really a good like. Yeah, it was yeah. a good like a good smack in the face. Or like I mean, okay, between, let's between that and then all those the viral images of um, Obama and kids. Yeah, it's kind of a nice little like bookend, right? Yeah, like, there's all this like this is a woman who's seen so much in her life and mm-hmm. has been so much, and like seeing the black first black president is kind of like this. You know, amazing like culmination of all the, her life, and then there's these kids. Their life is full. Their whole life is ahead of them. All this possibility, you know, and then to see a black president, you know, they, yeah. they've never not known a black president. Actually, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. that's that's kind yeah. of incredible. It is really. Yeah. Good. It put a lot of things in perspective, and so and it it, it came back to that feeling of just hope. Like it might be like that tiny, but it's totally there yeah. and it was just a beautiful if you haven't watched the video listeners please do it'll make your day that's <laughs> oh, so good i challenge thee <laughs> awesome well that's it for a round table hopefully you guys are encouraged now to go vote um <laughs> if you're if you're if you're in any of the super tuesday states i hope you did vote uh, make your voice count. I know um, the primaries is all just about party politics right now, but you know the big thing, the big one's coming up. So we'll, we'll be talking more about that later on. But um, let's take a quick break before we come back, talk a little bit about the Oscars. And this podcast is brought to you by Collaboration, a nonprofit organization supporting Asian Americans in arts and entertainment. So- <laughs> Sorry. What? <laughs> I, was using, I was using my sex, sexy voice. Uh, we discover, showcase, elevate, and connect the Asian American creatives in our great world. And we got a couple great events coming up this month, actually, coming up soon. If you're in the ATL, what can what can we look forward to, Minji? There is a spotlight event and silent auction going on in Atlanta. Shout out to Grace Lee and her amazing team. And they are going to be having their event on March 11th. So check that out. Go to collaboration.org for more information. Yeah, that takes place at Center Stage, the Lot of Vinyl. And tickets are on sale now, so check it out. Also, if you're in the Chicagoland area, um, there is a Lunar Ball happening um, that Collaboration Chicago is part of the next very next day, March 12th at the Chicago History Museum. Now, this is a fundraiser that happens every year that supports local nonprofits. And this year, Collaboration Chicago is one of the beneficiaries. So check that out. Also, I don't know if you heard if you haven't been listening to, to our podcast for the last couple of weeks, but we're still recruiting for new staff members. If you're interested in being part of the collaboration movement, check out our applications on our website, www.collaboration.org, and find out how you can be a part of your local collaboration teams, setting up events, 
uh, supporting local artists, and just you know creating the Asian American story. We're also recruiting editors for our blog team. If you want to write about Asian American culture, interview cool people, and just、um, bring light to what's happening in the community, bring or, your story. Yeah, bring your story. Check out our application. You can find the blog application at collaboration.org under the Get Involved section. Look for the editorial team application. I actually want to plug this. I know this is our just announcement section, but we're right about to get into our discussion about the Oscar So White, and I think this is just a really important moment in in our history. Yes, you know we've been doing this for 17 years now, but、um, you guys, this is just a really important time for Asian Americans to step up and be vocal. And it's just a moment of clarity, you know. Like, not leave it to anybody else to tell our stories. We're not going to leave it to the White Academy or anybody to care. You know, maybe they will be interested, but it's really up to us to share our deep stories, our interests, our culture, and the blog,、um, even this podcast. What you guys do and how you interact and share with your friends on iTunes or Clamor, or what have you. It, it really does make a difference into building that conversation and sharing those stories. So that's something we're really passionate here at Collaboration. And、um, I hope that you will you will be so inspired to contribute however you want to, whether it's attending one of our really great events or contributing to the blog or just being an avid listener who gives us a five star review. Thank you. Word. <laughs> and virtual we got, hugs. <laughs> and we got a lot of great stuff going up on collaboration.org, including this podcast.、Uh, we have the latest edition of our green room featuring our friend Priska, who will blow you away with her voice. We also have a great article written by Mindy Chang herself about the Kinjas. If you want to learn how they came to be,、uh, check it out on collaboration.org. And that's it for this collaboration break.、Uh, thanks for listening, and we'll we'll get back to the show right now. Welcome back to the Collabcast. I'm Arvind Yoi, joined by Christine Mindy Chang, Atsuko Okatsuka, and Phil Yu. Anushka. Everyone doing? I'm doing splendid, Marvin. Yeah, How are you? That was an awesome break. Yeah, <laughs> we're all refreshed and ready to go. The reason we brought you all together today, <laughs> yeah, is to talk about a little thing that just happened a couple of days ago called the whatever numbered Academy Awards. Never heard of it. What was Or that? The Oscars. Say what? <laughs> the Oscars. When?、Mm. Who?、Oh, Did you guys watch it? Old thingies. Yes, I, I watched、did. it at、yeah. home.、Um, I know Minji went to a party. Did any of you guys go to a party? Uh, no, I watched it from the comfort of my couch. Nice. I watched it at the Ace. They had like a my my friend was going to host、oh, nice. bingo on the roof. No,、oh. in the there's、theater. bingo. Yeah, for like, the Oscars. Oscars、oh, bingo. Wow.、Um, so it was like free tickets. So I was like, sure, why not? I never watched the whole thing.、Mm. Interesting. And there might be things to see and talk about. Yeah. This year, so. There were, there、yeah. were <laughs> a couple things,、yeah. a couple. How was a、uh, how? What do you guys think about the、uh, Oscar Soul White version of the Oscars?、Uh, Did they pull it off? Okay, so let me talk about.、Uh, let me preface it by saying、um, I love the Oscars. I watch it every year. I've been watching it for years and years. I would watch the Oscars like、um, people think I'm crazy for saying this, but I watch it any any day over the Super Bowl. Like ditto, it's my Super Bowl. It's my、ditto. Super Bowl as well. So I love. I've always loved the Oscars, and and I, I don't understand when people are like, oh, it's such a snooze fest.、Uh, like how can? And I was like, it, it kind of is, it. but I like. I kind of I, but I love movies so much that、yeah. like I really love it. Anyway, so I'll do. I participated in Oscar pool. I used to cover the Oscars for work, so it was kind of like a, it was like a job too for me, but、um, a job that I liked. That you love, yeah, yeah. So. 
Anyway, so going in this, like, uh, clearly everyone was talking about Oscar so white, lack of diversity in Hollywood, in the Oscars, the Academy, etc. And then Chris Rock is the host, right? And so Chris Rock is known to be a guy who has some things to say about being black in Hollywood, etc. You know, so it, w- it made for an interesting setup, at least. Um, but I got to my first impression coming off of it, aside from some very specific things that we can definitely delve into, overall, it was an awkward-ass night you know what i mean it was just yeah. so awkward it was like <laughs> you know the oscar ceremony is traditionally a very like self-congratulatory like really bombastic <laughs> kind of like we're so hollywood is so great aren't we so great you know that kind of thing is that kind of fair which i'm like you you know that going into it fine but this this one on top of that is like it smacks of like all the steps they're taking really smacked of like look how awesome we are for addressing this problem that we created. You know, like, you know what I mean? Like, uh, And then, yeah, all the reaction shots were like, it's Oscar story for a reason because most of the people in the audience is white. Yeah. And they were just like focusing on what was like common and like the two black people and the bear. Yeah. In like the it's audience. Like that, right? I mean, the, the, the parading of all these like different people of color as presenters, you yeah. know, who were like, yeah. who would never have gotten any shine in previous years. But yeah. they're like, yeah. who do we know? Who's that Korean bloke who's in, in, in Terminator? Let's get that guy. Yeah. Like, that yeah, kind yeah, of thing, yeah, you know? yeah, Storm yeah. Shadow, yeah. Yeah. Well, was he the... also, and he was like Ninja Assassin, or was he the no, Cowboys no. versus Aliens, or Cowboys versus uh, Samurai, or Ninjas movie? I remember no. he was, was a white no. ninja. No. Or, is, or is that some other that's Korean another dude. Korean actor. And, <laughs> and then there's another, and then Rain is another. So oh my God. So Ninja Assassin, um, that was Rain. That was Rain. Okay. Um, Chang Dong-gun is in... Yeah, I was trying um, to remember his name. The Warrior's Way. That's the movie, name of the movie. That's the Cowboys vs. That's the Ninja's Cowboys vs. Ninja's one. Okay. Yeah, with mm. like Kate Bosworth and stuff like that. <laughs> Wait, so which one was Cowboys vs. That? that was Harrison Ford. <laughs> yeah, I don't think any Asians are in yeah. there. No, yeah. no. That's like Tommy Lee Jones. And No. No, there was, I think it was Harrison Ford and... Uh, Harrison Ford and other... White people, dude. Yeah. Uh, Daniel Craig. Yeah, yeah, yeah. James Bond. Yeah. It's the only time like Asians shouldn't be in something, you know, cowboys and aliens. Or else it's like they're not going to be cowboys if we're aliens. That's pretty racist, <laughs> you know. So, I I um, actually was like so in in going. I was at an Oscar party with my classmates from my acting school who I adore, and so there was a we had a different uh, energy about us because we were discussing like fighting with one another of like why this sucked and why this was great there's a yeah. lot of debate about mad max um etc cetera, etc cetera, and who like like bulldozed everybody for a while during that show mm-hmm. but so I, that detracted actually from me paying really close attention to the show mm-hmm. i was paying attention to what the outcomes were but i wasn't as attentive to all the nuanced stuff so that's why i felt like i was delayed in my any reactions because i was like i wasn't really paying attention mm-hmm. you know what i mean <laughs> and i actually missed the opening monologue which I, I i saw later on youtube but uh yeah it was it seemed like i could to- and i'm piecing it together if it was one like i'd watch it from the beginning to the end i think i'd have a different perspective but just from what i've seen read and clip pieced together it definitely yeah. seemed like it was really freaking awkward like there's just so many moments of like um what <laughs> but yeah i was more concerned about who won and like <laughs> what people were wearing yeah <laughs> well there was also counter programming too um there's a whole like concert in flint yeah. with like all the other Right, African American mm. black like celebrities mm-hmm. like Janelle Monae that and, they were at. yeah Ava DuVernay yeah. and Ryan Coogler yeah mm-hmm. yeah two I love Ryan Coogler of like Hollywood foremost people have been snubbed yeah, yeah. 
Ryan Coogler, to me, the, the hardest snub is is everything having to do with Creed. I mm-hmm. think that's for me because I was like, if anything, I mean, I think uh, Ryan Coogler directed the hell out of Creed, and I agree. and Michael B. Jordan. I mean, he's acted the crap he's out incredible. of Creed. Yeah. Creed. yeah, so I uh, still haven't watched Beasts of No Nation, but everyone keeps freaking out about. Idris Elba. Yeah, Idris yeah. Elba not getting anything. And I, I just, yeah, I, I really need to watch that movie. <laughs> I will. You guys heard it. I will watch it by the end of March. I think. It's on Netflix. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but there was a lot of moments of awkwardness. <laughs> but talk, speaking of awkwardness, let's let's just rip the band-aid off and okay, go right into the whole PWC segment, which they always, you know, they always have to recognize the accounting right. firm that counts the votes. Right. I know my friend who worked at EY used to, once did the, the Emmys because uh-huh. that's, the, that's the EY thing. So right. PWC, PricewaterhouseCoopers, does the Academy Awards. No, they count the votes so that they can keep everything secret. Mm-hmm. And for that bit, they brought out three adorable children. Like two Asian and one, I guess he was Jewish. No, they're all, no, they're they're all, all Asian. Asian. They're all Asian. The joke yeah. was to yeah. give him a Jewish the, name. They, I mean, I, I'm, I'm sure those those weren't even their real names. Honestly. And like, oh, I'm yeah. sure. it was cute because like there was that one kid that couldn't find his mark. Yeah, right. Just like couldn't find. <laughs> he just where he was supposed to stand. Kind of cute, you know. <laughs> it was adorable. Yeah. That's why I, when I saw it again, I was uh-huh. I was talking with my friend uh-huh. and I saw it. Like, I was like, oh, <laughs> like, that's what I thought when and I saw it. Then the math then, joke came out. I mean, yeah, the math joke. I mean, it was what he say. He said. Uh, we brought up the best and brightest. So it's, and then clearly it's the three Asians, you know, yeah. to, to count this. Um, you know, I, I honestly, like when it happened, here's the, th- here's the thing. When it happened, I was coming up, we were coming off the moment where they presented the documentary categories mm. and two South Asians won for sure. Documentary, like the only woman of color who won the whole night yeah. was this, was this mm-hmm. woman who, uh, was the film called uh, Power Forgiveness? No, uh, Girl in the River or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Pakistani woman. Okay, mm-hmm. and then the second one was the the feature uh, documentary feature was the movie Amy about Amy Winehouse, mm-hmm. and then the co director was a guy named uh, Asif Kapadia, who's also he's a South Asian Londoner, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, it's I was like, oh, I, so you know, I was live tweeting the whole thing, right? Yeah. And then like I do this thing every year called Asian spotting, where it's like. <laughs> To sort of accentuate <laughs> how few Asians there actually are, right. I point out every single one who comes across the screen. So, right. like I the was, one that that was handing out the awards, yeah, like the one who, yeah. Yeah, who is apparently a student filmmaker, actually. No. Yeah, cool. um, but a great networking opportunity. So I was busy like tweeting congratulations to Asaf As- <laughs> Kapadia for his, and then like this whole thing happens, and I'm like, what? Like, and then <laughs> you have to like wrap your head around what is happening, what is happening, what the hell, you know, and. Yeah. After it happened, after it happened, I was like, "Did that just happen?" I can't believe, like, they're going there with this. You know, it's yeah. like this the cheapest, dumbest joke in this year where like everyone's extra careful because of Oscar So White. Someone in that writing room, or some, or Chris Rockins, I don't know who came up with that joke. Yeah, yeah. Thought this would be hilarious. Like, just we got them, guys. The writing room. I, the I, I, like I don't <laughs> yeah with all the scrutiny and like. All this talk about diversity and like cel- trying to celebrate that and trying to break like, I was like, really? We're doing this Asian joke? Like it, this really bad, really tired, terrible, stereotypical Asian? It's such low hanging fruit too, I mean, right? Yeah, and like to children. To yeah, like, and then, that's yeah, where I was just parading like, out kids <laughs> yeah. to do it. Okay, so my reaction was super delayed. Okay, I was like really slow to get to my final emotions because I went through I think every single one of them. Uh-huh. And at the beginning, I think with Chris Rock being as bold as he was with being just straight up and biting about his remarks, 
you know, like his opening statement, there were some things I was like, oh shit, like, wow, you went there. Okay. Yeah. You know, and, and so part of me when I, again, I wasn't paying attention when it actually happened, but when I heard about it, I was like, was he trying to like make, do satire on like child labor? Like maybe, you know, I, for some reason, part of me wanted to defend him a little bit and like reach, like trying to give him benefit of the doubt. I was like, maybe he was just trying to like bring attention to the fact that, yeah, actually there is a lot of like horrible child labor that goes on in Asia. And like, that's the first stage denial. It's like, there's you know no saying? way he like meant, like, that's what he actually said. See, I wasn't as defensive. Like, there's no way he could. I was like, was he doing that? That was just my question. And then I was like. Well, that's bargaining. That's stage two. Okay, whatever. Stage, stage is Okay, psychologist. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I went through a lot of different thoughts before mm-hmm. I landed at like that. End of the day, it was a stupid. Like, I'm just so tired of that joke. Mm-hmm. Like, I've heard it so much. I'm in acting school. Again, people are not trying to say that to be a dick or anything like that. It's just a stupid joke, you guys. It's so, I can't, like, I can't. Calling it stupid is probably giving too much credit. It's dated, it's just old. irrelevant. It's, like, it's not like, clever. It's yeah. not intelligent. Yeah. And for someone that, like, again, I, hold, I held Chris Rock to a pretty high standard of comedy of, like, being mm-hmm. someone of a c- certain sophisticated intelligence, but uh, clearly not. <laughs> Like, that's all, that's all. It's something that I think about often, you know, with a, <clears throat> and like a joke that's hacky and old. Um, so Ch- Chelsea Handler has her new show out, right, where she tries different things. Yeah. And one of the topics is race. And Margaret Cho's actually in the discussion. Yeah. Did you watch that I, I saw. I saw part of it, yeah. Part of it yeah. where, you know, she's asking, She's she goes to like, uh, like a bigger panel, people representatives of social justice or something yeah. like that, and she's yeah. asking, like, well, are stereotypes bad even if it's positive? Like saying Asians are good at math, like that's not a negative thing, you know. So she brought up, th- brought that up, you know. And I'm trying to figure out, and I constantly wonder if people think it's okay that joke. It's because it's like so. Yeah, that doesn't make you look bad. It makes you look good that you are good at math, you know. And so I'm not I'm just like throwing out possibilities of where this kind of mentality comes from with being able to make fun of Asians. I I mean, I think like I don't even care what that's a positive stereotype. Like the fact that these kids were brought out and like they were just they were just props for a joke. No, they were props. You know what I mean? Sure. It's completely dehumanizing. It's like and on, on top of all that. It's like the fact that there's so few Asians. Like we approach the Oscars like, oh, it sucks that there weren't the, these people weren't nominated because they deserved it. But then, like, we didn't. We, it must be nice to ha- have, be disappointed that the fact that you had people to yeah. that you'd be disappointed that, in, that didn't get parts nominated. In movies, <laughs> yeah, that's nice. Know? It's like <laughs> Asians kind of go to approach the Oscars like, well, there's no, we're not having, there's nobody. You yeah. Know? So we're just gonna no, want this be, just to watch this. You that'd know? be a fun drinking game to play. <laughs> How, uh, you know, if you wanted to stay sober, like every time you see an Asian, you drink. Like, yeah. Well, you did. Well, like, you, you did the whole you tweet series, that. and yeah. also like um, last week tonight. Last week brought it up too that there's been Oscars kind of now for Asian roles. These weren't played by Asian people. Yeah. yeah. No, there. I, I this is tweet, and I tweeted this, and it was it went kind of gangbusters. Like I cited, there have been more white women who have played Asians that have won Oscars. Okay, have won Oscars for playing an Asian role than actual Asian women have won. Period. Mm-hmm. Like there, there's two, two, two white women have won for playing Asian people, mm-hmm. and then there's already been one person who's ever only one actress who's ever won Asian actress who's ever won ever in and the history of that? the Oscars. That, that was Miyoshi Umeki yeah. for Sayonara. 
And then the fact that this night is like so, like, you know, Asian invisibility is like, that's just a reality of every year, you know? <laughs> yeah. And right. so the fact that like the two, the one high profile instance where there is Asians, like, it's for this to be the butt of this joke, you yeah. know? Right, right. And, and then and, on top of that, yeah. he tagged it with that. It's like, well, if, and then that offends you, you can go tweet about it with a smartphone that these kids probably also made, you know? It's like <laughs> acknowledging that this joke is bad and probably offensive, but it's like, I dare you, you to be mad care. about it. Yeah. I don't even care. It's yeah. like, wow, that's that. Asians are such a punching bag that, like, you know, you can make this joke with impunity. You know, mm-hmm. at least that's what they think. Here's the thing about the phones, though. There are Asian kids making phones. There are, yeah, in the world. I'd like to think, and you might call, you know, you might give me the steps to denial for saying this, <laughs> but uh, it's denial, bargaining, oh, yeah. despair, <laughs> negotiating, you, anger, and I then I think I'm still acceptance. at step one. Uh, <laughs> no, but um, it was, the whole night had been this thing where he was like poking at all of the white people to see, you know, if he could, like anytime, anytime he got a reaction out of them, he'd be like, oh, really? Well, let me remind you. That there are Asian kids making these phones, so oh, you want to get all upset. But remember, when you call, when you play on your little phone, mm-hmm. where is it coming from? I felt that the second joke was a little more like, you know, like that's what I was. Yeah, the first one, so hacky, so old. You know, I was like, this is who are these parents that let their kids on stage? <laughs> I know that you put that on your face. I was like, exactly. Yeah, I was like, come on, for a hundred bucks? Uh, I you can, know? Yeah, I can I can probably see that's where he might have been going. I'm not going to speak for him because I'm not Chris Rock. No, of course. I'm yeah. not nearly as funny. But I think that whole train of thought totally ignores the effect that that first joke would have had like, who would be most offended by that joke? Right. Not the people in front of you that you're going to skewer with the second joke, but the people that, like, mm-hmm. are actually, right. like... It actually, yeah. See, it actually ignores the fact that any Asians would actually be offended. It's the, he's, he's telling it to the people who are... The, the self-righteous people who are very, ooh, about who, that. Who, oh. always, who always, always, um, you know... Because those are the camera reactions we're seeing, yeah. right? Yeah. And it's always the self-righteous, like, you know, it's going to be the white people. Yeah. It's always white people that get offended for other races first. Right. Why would you say that about black people? Yeah. I have a black friend. <laughs> it's always, it, they, and I'm like. I can see that. I mean, I can see that reasoning behind the second, the, you know, the sort of the, the train that goes along with that joke. But for me, I was like, wow, this completely disregards that like any Asians would actually be offended by that. It's like, oh, are there? Are there Asians who would give a shit? Like, right. <laughs> well, no, it also goes back like, to the fact that like... That's true. It, and and it's funny, I, I, I'm in, back in improv class at, at UCB, of our Citizens Brigade, and my class was actually talking about it today because I mentioned... They, they were talking about the Oscars. I brought up, I was like, oh, I'm going to talk about that on a podcast today. Like, oh, that's cool. What are you talking about? I was like, oh, Asians in media. Like, dude, they, they made <laughs> Man, that was... You know, and they got really uh-huh, yeah. offended. And my, my class... I have black and white and uh, classmates, and um, it was funny. My my black classmates, the gu- a guy and a girl, um, were both like, "Yeah, Chris Rock, man! Like he only cared about black people." Like they 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 <laughs> to the two uh, first people to say that and saying like. Yeah, they didn't give a shit about Asian people or or anybody, and clearly from that joke, mm-hmm. um, where other people were like, "That was so messed up." They're like little kids. Like, why would you do that to them? Blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was just interesting to have that conversation with fellow 
aspiring comedians right. or like improvers and yeah. actors to have that commentary and then ask me like well were you mad and i was like yeah i was mad because it was like a cheap stupid hacky joke mm-hmm. it was also like really incongruous with everything else that was happening and it just kind of like, like what like that did this drop that out of nowhere that was such a weird moment you know? yeah. yeah like let's talk about diversity making opportunities but mm-hmm. first let's make money and that and that comes back to like the fact that i think people just don't expect stereotypically don't expect Asian people to speak up and defend themselves. Mm-hmm. It comes from that. They're okay to do that and cre- like leave it as that punching bag because the moment that I really felt this viscerally was when I first had moved to LA literally it was within two months of me moving here. I was at Santa Monica at the pier and there are street performers going on, right? Like you guys know that who I'm yeah. talking, like the group, they're like, mm-hmm. everyone come up. We're going to jump over you. It shows up. Yeah. Those yeah. guys. Yeah. <laughs> And it was Father's Day weekend. So this is June. So I'd only been here less than a month. Mm-hmm. And I was there with my cousin who's here staying with me from Alabama. Uh-huh. Okay, a little Korean girl from Alabama. Wow. And I was showing her around the pier. And th- so we stopped and watched. I was like, this is totally LA. You have to watch this. Uh-huh. And they did this whole thing where they're making fun of everybody. They get the audience involved. And then yeah. one of the guys that they brought up as one of their props as their whatever uh-huh. was this old Chinese guy. Uh-huh. Like total tourist fanny pack, hat, yeah. big sneakers, adorable. And it was Father's Day, so I'm feeling especially defensive because I'm thinking about my dad, and mm-hmm. he was definitely near my dad's age. Yeah, and they brought him up, and then they started. They're like, they brought him up. They're like the Asian guy, and I was like, oh dear God, oh, how's no. this gonna go? Yeah. You know. And then they start doing their bit, which I'm I know for a fact they've done this with other Asian guys because they had <laughs> oh, this no. already. Uh-huh. And then the guy's like DJ Spin it, and then he like hit does some music, and it's Kung Fu fighting, of course. Uh-huh. And my blood is already just starting to boil, and I was like are you joking me? It was 2014 at the time. And I was like, are you serious right now? And then he just keeps going. And this like, I don't know what race this guy was, but he just goes up to the guy and has his hands in the prayer position. (laughs) And he bows at him and he goes, you speak English. Like he seriously said that to this guy's face. And I was my, I was like, my brain was about to explode. Mm -hmm. And I was just so shocked. because I was like, I'm in LA. It's 2014. What the, what is happening right now? And then I'm looking around. There's hella other Asian people there. And they're all, everyone's quiet. And people are laughing uncomfortably. And I just got pissed. And I was like, I, I literally said out loud, I was like, what the fuck is this? And then everyone looked at me. And I think people were shocked that I said something. They didn't know that this little Asian girl would say that. Right. That was like the moment I was like, wow. You know, and I made eye contact with the other Asian people. There. I was like, are you guys like not mad? I could see that they were embarrassed and they're mm-hmm. all like kind of just uncomfortable. Yeah. But no one said anything. Mm-hmm. Well, and then I said, no and one I gave us permission. Good. Yeah. No. It was just, it's a weird moment, but I still think of that moment where I was just like, I was so conflicted and so angry. And then Mm -hmm. I walked away angry, feeling like I hadn't done enough. Yeah. Like I felt like I should have walked up into the circle and like Uh (laughs) punched the guy or something. I don't know. But that's kind of like what it comes back to. You know, if you had custom out, you would have been internet famous. I would have been little angry Asian girl who doesn't know how to take a joke. I don't know. Yeah. Who knows? Like this is like, and that's what people were predicting. They're like, Monday's the day that Asian people all get mad, and Tuesday's the day that they all like start hating on each other, telling that we don't have a sense of humor. Yeah, like I saw comments like that. Yeah, so it's still a weird like place to be, and that's where I don't know to what degree I even allow myself to be angry, mm. to be annoyed, and then to have a reaction. Like I'll sit there, and this is also being a woman. I'm sorry, but it's like it was like, am I overreacting? No. Am I making a bigger deal than it is? Like, I think you're allowed to be, you're entitled to be however you yeah, feel about it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And End of the day, yeah. however you want. Yeah. Like, yeah. Honestly. But honestly, for like, you know, 
a stereotype being like that we know kung fu and karate like people sure fuck with us a lot <laughs> <laughs> like, for, like, like for that, that should thing, not happen yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah it's like yeah if that's what you think of me why are you you think i'm not gonna say anything like I will kick you. <laughs> even, though, wish, you know? even though I don't know how to do it properly because I'm not trained, you know, but yeah. it's, it's weird. It's, it is weird. It's a, yeah, I, I feel still, I felt really conflicted. We're going to have to have like our own little side event next Oscars. <laughs> Let's. Yeah. I'm down. I mean, I think that's something that we touched on last week too when we were talking about the whole like the protests and whatever, but like I, a lot of the Asian American community seems to be um, it's just finding their voice, and that's that's at least what what I what I feel, and it does take you know people to show them how to channel that you know I, frustration, I mean, anger, right? I mean, I've I've, I've yeah. look this as 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 stupid as this moment was in the Oscars, I was like this is one in like a whole fifteen year history that I've chronicled at least. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's the latest, and so yeah, yeah. And I, what I found is, it's like, look, everyone comes to sort of getting angry about these things in their own time. Like somebody who did not see this, who saw that and was like, eh, shrug their shoulders. Maybe the next time, this other thing would be like, damn, this thing keeps happening. Yeah, now I'm like, angry. Shut you know, up. like yeah. <laughs> you know, everyone kind of comes along in their own time of like their consciousness about like how they want to you know, really see their own identity. And I, I, I don't begrudge. Like I, I, I see a lot of. So I talked to a lot of college students who are like. You know, they 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 ask questions. They're frustrated because they're really active on the campus about one one issue or another. You know, but they can't get their fellow Asian American students to get to give a shit about anything. You know, right, like, right. And they're really frustrated. And I'm just kind of like, dude, it's not your job to like to give the shit on their behalf. You right, know I mean? right, it's right. Like yeah. You can you can do as much as you can, but it's like, you know, everyone is going to come along in their own time. Mm-hmm. You know, and I always tell people, it's like, uh, you know, in terms of like getting angry and getting active and, 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 you know, sort of trying to get active in terms of being Asian American in, in the community, you know, I think we're all taking different paths and hopefully we're all headed to the same place. Right. But it's like, you know, people are going to find their consciousness in their own time. It's like there's, there's only so much gnashing of teeth you can really do. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I've said this before in terms of like activism too, that there, as, as people can get annoyed with the complaints or like saying that, why do you have to make everything an issue? But it's also like, that is inherent to progress most of the like how many times have things changed without someone having to get really react very strongly to it and that's honest and then i saw a video that Whoopi goldberg when she was on the red carpet got an interview um she just said yeah i'm here i'm not boycotting anything because you know why if we all boycott it then none of us will be here and they're gonna forget that we exist i'm here to show you that i exist and Change is always a bitch. And she just put it like that. And I was like, I love you. Yeah. You know? And I appreciated that. Because yeah. as much as I respect Jada and like people taking their stance saying, I'm not even going to go. Right. Again, like I I love the Oscars. I want one. Yeah. Like, And I admire yeah. people who have earned them. Like, It's mm-hmm. not like most of the films that you know have, have won Oscars, I think that they're great. Sure. You know, they're not, again, they're not the only films that exist and they're not the right. only actors under the I, sun. I, mean, but. I said this at Sundance or that panel, remember, I was like, people wouldn't get this mad if they didn't care about the Oscars. Right. They care yeah. because this is something that, 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 you know, is special, you know what I mean? Like, right. we want it to reflect the awesomeness and the diversity of real right. life, you know? It's like, right. people <laughs> are mad because, like, I like the Oscars, you know, I love this, you know? Right, 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 right. So, yeah, still, I'll still watch it. I, I want to see how it progresses, too. I don't think I'll ever not watch it. 
Even I, though, I, even though it upsets you or whatever, like I mean, I yeah. wish I could watch it and just be like, whatever. You're like, oh, you know, <laughs> I, you know, I wish I could just You're watch it passively and not have to do angry tweets during it. But like, <laughs> I'm just not built that way, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it makes it fun. Well, that was a good discussion. Uh, we didn't get into uh, Sasha Baron Cohen and his um, tiny wiener joke, but let's not get there. That was that was just bad in general. I was kind of hoping I was like, I, I didn't hear that right. Right? I just. I didn't <laughs> <laughs> And apparently he wasn't supposed to do that. Really? Yeah, well, the, the Oscars told him, he's like, can I do Ali G? They're like, nope. Uh, and he, and did, he it anyway. did it anyways. Uh, so that's dang. what the Asian people got to do. Your parents say, no, just do it anyway. Well, he couldn't say as Sasha Baron Cohen. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, saying, Well, apparently yeah. he made some comments. I got to look more into this. Apparently he made some comments that were actually pretty nice or like supportive as uh. Sasha Baron Cohen. Again, whatever. I don't yeah. know. I haven't Low read it. So it must be nice to have different personalities that people actually think are different people. But <laughs> that's it for Oscar talk. Thanks everyone so much for joining in. Um, before we close out, oh, we do have an email really quick that uh, someone sent in. Mm-hmm. Um, our friend Lauren from SF uh, sent in What's this up, email. Lauren? Hi. Hello, Minji, Marvin, and guests of the week. Uh, the subject I bring to you this week is one that has personal meaning to me. I've been contemplating this thought for a while now in light of Asian Americans taking the reins behind and in front of the camera more and more. We seem to have a pretty good idea on where Asian actors stand as far as their portrayal on screen go. But I've been wondering for a while, how do you think actors who are part Asian descent are viewed in mainstream media? On one hand, you have the likes of Darren Chris, who's consistently cast in roles of a wide variety that have fans everywhere constantly swooning over him. On the other hand, you have, you have people like Chloe Bennett, born Chloe Wang, who went and changed her last name in order to get acting more acting opportunities before landing her current role as Daisy Johnson on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I look forward to hearing your thoughts on this particular subject, and as always, keep up the good work. So, as a not person of mixed heritage, I don't know if I can speak completely to this, but there's definitely, for me, being maybe white does bring inherent like advantages, right? Because you can play more things that people would con- traditionally cast for yeah right? like the, without going full asian your right? asian is a super hot commodity by the way from from an acting perspective i've heard multiple times from different from casting director side and from actors side, like you just hear things and they're like oh if you're a half that's you're golden because there's so many roles where they want to show diversity so they show mixed couples and like whatever and so supposedly that's a thing but it's really funny that she's asking this question because I wanted to bring this up but I thought we were out of time but um, I've been watching Orange is the New Black one of the very few shows that I actually oh. watched that is new and um, Soso the half Japanese character I actually watched this two days ago where it they go through their different episodes and focus on different characters within the jail and two days ago happened to be the episode where they go into her backstory mm-hmm. and they used her as still the Asian even though she's half Asian half mm-hmm. Japanese yeah. um it was a total tiger mom thing. Like she's, she's in jail, right? And you wonder like, how did this beautiful, cute little Asian girl end up in jail? Half Asian girl. And so the story goes into this, the severity of her mother, like crazy ass mom, who's just like yelling at her at the piano and telling her that, you know, love doesn't win science fairs or what stuff like that, literally. And Uh, I was like, okay, (laughs) like again. Yeah. Okay. And John like Netflix. I think she hangs out with Chang because that's the Asian corner. Yeah, and then Chang had the yeah. one where she goes into her, you know, Chinese American right. past and yeah. the drug lords and. Uh, Is that the Crazy Eyes one? No, no, no. 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 I, I, it's funny because uh, so I'm behind on Orange Is New Black, so I haven't I haven't even gotten to the season where Soso was introduced, but I heard enough. And I there was, <laughs> last year Rolling Stone like in praising um, 
uh, Orange is the New Black, like, describe some scene that happened, but they, it clearly mixed Chang and Soso. Like, oh, no. <laughs> like, they referred to one for the other, and I was yeah. just like, they don't even look any. They don't look anything alike. They're you know what completely I mean? different yeah, yeah. ages, and yeah. one's bald almost. And, yeah. Okay, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, yeah, all Asians look alike. Wow, even the ones that don't look anything alike. Yeah. yeah. And is it so so like S O S O? That's her. That's her like prison name. That's her nickname. So so. That's her character. So I don't actually know what her actual name is. They just all call her so so. Right. But it was just funny. Like that's like two days ago. So it's a very recent show. You know, if we're Uh if I'm talking about a show, even from two years ago, maybe it'd be a different reaction. But it's a show from 2016 or 2015. I think. I think regarding the sort of mixed race question in terms of performers, you know, there's a lot of there's a couple of different factors. Like one of them is like some some mixed race people like they just don't look Asian. Period. I mean, mm-hmm. to casting directors, I'm sure they're just like, oh, you're like Darren Chris. That you know, yeah. you had yeah. someone had to tell you that he's he's part Filipino, right? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but then uh, uh, in other cases, I think it's like it's cl- very clear, you know. Yeah, I think you see it with Chloe Bennett because Chloe Bennett could pass as non-Asian yeah. too, but yeah. her name would give her away, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I I applaud the fact that the story of Agent of Shield has written in that she is half you know half um, yeah. white and half Asian, yeah, mm-hmm. but. I'm not sure if that came into account when she was cast, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it yeah. probably, yeah, because a big deal was made that when people started realizing, wait, she's, she's half Asian. Yeah. And then, you know, the community. Let me stop you right there. Uh, I got to point out, it's like using the, using the term half Asian, half white yeah. is actually like kind of offensive to like some multiracial <laughs> people because it's like, I'm not half anything. I'm like, Right. I'm all Asian and all white. You know what I mean? Like that's right. so. I was like, I don't want Marvin to get in trouble about this. <laughs> <laughs> this is what you'd be doing when you're listening to the podcast and you're like, you're like commenting. Well, I just it's it's something that I've had to learn as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. I'm just saying. Oh, we've had, we've I'm learned noted, a lot yeah, from noted. our podcast. I've had to learn that. Yeah. Like, you know, and I'm like, and I totally respect. That. I was like, oh yeah, like why would I, like why would I diminish someone's Asian heritage by calling them half Asian? You know? Right, so right, right, right. What is it? Yeah. Uh, I apologize. And it's it's a it's a Multi. very tough. I, everyone here has a different. Uh, Perspective in the entertainment we world. We needed someone multiracial for that question. Why did I you know, drop right? that on us, man? Well, I'm, I'm giving the perspective of like what I've heard. And I read yeah. what emails people send to yeah. me. I've told people I was half Japanese, and then they automatically think the other half is white. And really? I'm like, no, I'm not finished. Yeah. <laughs> half Chinese. <laughs> One whole Asian. And they're like, oh, then it's all the same. I mean, there's no difference. Oh, what well, is, why do you distinguish then, that? Then why, you know. <laughs> I'll tell you, a mixed person could have really done, you know, Emma Stone's role in Aloha. That's what that's, I'm that's, saying. That's, 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 a, that's a major thing, right? Like, because it's like, you know, the multiracial experience is like such a, you know, where do I fit in? Do I, for Asian roles or for white roles? But then that one's like specifically yeah, written that for was a bi- one who's multiracial. And, yeah. like, and it was still and it's, given. Yeah. Yeah. We it's couldn't like ridiculous. find anyone. It's so ridiculous. Um, my friend, so her character, wait, her character in that movie was like half, half Chinese or something like that. Half like, like a Native quor- Hawaiian, a quarter yeah. Native Hawaiian, mm-hmm. half Chinese, mm-hmm. right? Or no, wait, how does it work? No, half, no, a quarter. Quarter Chinese, a quarter... Uh, Native Hawaiian, Hawaiian, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then like, half white. I, so I know somebody who is that mix, <laughs> who is an actress, and she wrote like that could have been me. Like I don't know what. Yeah. what come on, like you know, what am I? Not Emma Stone, clearly. Yeah. You're not marketable. Well, thank you, Lauren. That question did educate me. <laughs> yeah. In being more careful, careful with my language, so everyone wins. But um, we should endeavor to get a or someone who can better answer that question and give us insight in the future collab cast that is on the list now. 
Um, but that'll do it for this podcast. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. And thank you, Atsuko and Phil, thank for joining you. us. Um, before we go, a uh, quick reminder, you can always send us more questions that we'll read on the air to podcast at collaboration.org. That's collaboration with a K. Um, as always, if you feel so inclined or if you enjoy what you heard, um, give us a quick subscription or a rating or a review on iTunes or wherever you consume your podcast at. Um, it helps us reach more people and share the magic. Uh, thanks again to the Blazing Rays of the Sun for use of their song Closer to You uh, off their album Young Love. Um, check it out right now on Bandcamp. And yeah, that'll do it this week for the Collabcast. Thanks, everyone. Ooh. And we'll see you next week. Yeah.